Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. This week we're continuing our Unfriended series with a message titled, Weapons of Mass Distractions. We want to encourage you to stay tuned, sit back and relax and enjoy the message starting right now. So we're so excited you guys are here. We're continuing our Unfriended series. Anybody got Unfriended on Facebook last week? Anybody? Anybody know? I did. <laughs> right after the sermon series, I got to look and man, they done, done, they done deleted me off the old Facebook and all that good jazz. That's some shenanigans, ain't it? Tracy, you thought you been unfriended off Facebook? I did. I got unfriended. That's some, that's some, that's some stupid stuff. Man, I'm excited. Man, I'm glad all you guys are here. I'm, ooh, man. Man, y'all were, y'all were good looking. <laughs> now, now if I could just get them people over there, that far, far side over there, if I could get them now, if I could just get a soul in them, that'd be good. They're unholy over here. There's nobody there. There's everybody else. But anyway, so I got a message entitled today, Weapons Weapons of Mass Distraction. Weapons of Mass Distraction. Man, anybody, anybody in here ever been distracted? I know I have. I'm gonna get, I get distracted so easily. Anybody get distracted easily or is it just me? I know for me, and it's really bad, I got what they call ad. Anybody got ad in here? I got ad. <laughs> and the ones who know what ad is, y'all know where I'm going with this. ADD, attention deficit disorder. And then there's some of you that's got the ADHD, hyperactive. <laughs> Woo! Pastor Michael, I think you got the hyperactive one. I, they just told me I had ADD. But anyway, I'm easily distracted. I can get very, very distracted very, very easily. And it's not hard, especially with my phone up here. And I can see my face on there. And I can see. Let me turn it. Put that up here. I can still see it, but I just moved it. See? See what I did there? Woo! See, didn't we, didn't we in a couple of series ago in the last series, didn't we talk about distractions a little bit? I think we did. I even think we talked about, because I could see outside, we had to close the windows down to Christmas. It's over. We took down the Christmas decorations. I closed up the windows. I don't know. I want to tell you all something. These windows here let on some cold air, and so we had to crank the heat up. My goodness. But anyway, I was looking out there, and I seen Tasha's car and how dirty it was. Y'all remember this in the last series or the series before? I know I remember, and it just it really got me distracted. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened to me the other day. So I go to the store, and then maybe this happens to you guys. Maybe it happens to you often. So I go to the store, and I told Tasha, I said, we need to write a grocery list. We need to write a list of the groceries we need. And, and so we made what? A list. And so we had the list, and, and we head out to the store, and we get to the store, and guess what we realized? We were such in a hurry, we forgot the list. So I'm like, okay, we can wing this. We got this. I know what I can do. I can, I can remember pretty much what's on the list. <laughs> I got distracted when I went down the cookie aisle. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you. I'm like, they got Oreos. They got Chips Ahoy. They got soft. They got who likes soft cookies in here? Who likes the chewy cookies in here? Who likes the extra crunchy? Uh, you know, I like the extra crunchy because when I stick them in the milk, they don't break apart. <laughs> I can soften them up. So, so I went to the store and, and, and then, then, then I was like, man, I gotta get off this aisle because I am on a diet. A diet. 
<laughs> Y'all pray for your pastor. He's on a diet. And, and, and so not only am I on a diet, see what happened was I'm doing good. And I want y'all to know that I have been so focused on my diet that when I get that good looking checks mix and I pull it out and I look in there. So listen, they got this this, this checks mix that's got um, pretzels and it's got some other stuff in it. But the biggest thing is in it, it's got M&M's. So you know what I was doing? I was digging through the bag and I'm like, M&M, M&M. Digging through the bag, M&M. Am I the only one that does that, that sticks out the M&M? I had trail mix one time wondering who in the world ruined the bag of M&Ms with all this other junk. These people next door are going to think I'm crazy because I can hear me. <laughs> but I got distracted and it was easy. And it's easier when you're on a diet and you're trying to be good. It's easy to fall for them donuts and Krispy Kreme. When that hot now, you notice it. You start seeing it and you see it everywhere. And you know, and a, a buddy of mine this morning, he sent me, he sent me a thing on the old Facebook. He goes, Hey man, it's a picture and it had on there. If the jelly and the donut, does that count as a fruit serving? I was like, hallelujah, yes, it does. You know good and well, it does. that's my fruit for the week. <laughs> but y'all, for all, all seriousness, I, I'm going to tell you, I have been on the diet, and I, I've been doing really good. Your pastor's lost five pounds, and I'm on the right track. And uh, I, I got this is week one, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I hope I don't get too distracted. I usually get distracted in my diets because I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have a cheat day. <laughs> then I have a cheat day, then I have cheap days, and I have cheap weeks and then months and years and see where I'm going with this <laughs> but maybe hey have you maybe ever been distracted by someone anybody ever been distracted by someone I mean, I, I, think about this I, I, how do most accidents take place because someone got what distracted I'm going to tell you what happened see what happened was this one time we were driving I was driving along right good, mind my own business. All of a sudden, I seen something go. Guess what it was? It was a spider! I was like, ah, ah, True story. It really happened and I almost, I almost, Almost died that day. I almost met Jesus face to face. I was like, Jesus, you gotta take the wheel. You gotta take the car. I thought I was done. I thought when this thing comes down, whoo, I was like, Jesus, please let it be outside. But it wasn't. It was in my car and I almost died. I almost met Jesus on that day. But 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 sometimes what happens is, is when people are driving or, or they're in accidents, it's because they had got distracted. Their phone rings. They get a text message. They just run a red light because they didn't want to wait on it. Maybe that wasn't being distracted, but, but, but maybe they would just say, hey, I'm in a hurry. i got to get somewhere. But maybe you have friends that have distracted you and been a distraction. I know for me, I know some of you guys, uh, who in here is in school? Well, what, you're, whatever it is now, I don't know what it is. Right, regular school. Uh, in 2019, who was in school? 
All right, where you went to that, so flew away. But all right, all right. How many of your friends, you ever sit down and take a test? And you're over there, and all of a sudden, your buddy's coming over there. Psst, hey, 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 look at Trina. <laughs> she got that ugly outfit on today. <laughs> Anybody ever had your friend distract you? Maybe some of your friends are distracting you from what God's purpose and intent is for your life. Oh, Pastor Michael, that was deep. Maybe you have some friends in your life that's distracting you and holding you back from God's true calling and true purpose for your life. Just maybe there's people in your life that's distracting you from God. Maybe maybe you have these people, hey, I'm going to sit down and read my Bible and I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek after God and all of a sudden my, my buddy calls me. Hey man, we go to bowling alley, we go to movies. You want to go watch Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, man, let's go. And then all of a sudden, I get distracted from what I was intended to be doing. But see, I want you guys to know distractions isn't just a problem that some people have. It becomes a way of life for most of us. See, most of us have distractions in our life. Wouldn't you think about it? And you sit down, and, and who has one of these cool little things like this? Anybody? I know I do. How many times is that? Report a problem. Shake your phone again. <laughs> That's what it said. I ain't never seen that. But but maybe. <laughs> how many times have these things been a problem in our lives? I, I know for me, if I go without my phone for so long, it messes with me. I'm like, ooh, what if I get lost? What if I decide I'm going out to the old Walmart to, to, try, to try to find me some healthy food and all of a sudden I pass by the hot now Krispy Kreme sign and Jesus starts leading and guiding me to Krispy Kreme. Well, but, but maybe I need that GPS. Maybe I, I, I just got to have this thing. I, and I tell you guys all the time, and I know I say this a lot and I say it more and more and more, but cell phones are great. I love technology. I love being able to pop up in there. I don't know where, oh, I do because I've been there enough, but I didn't know at the time where the closest Krispy Kreme was to Pilot Mountain. I do now because <laughs> I got the GPS and I can put it in there because I didn't want to get distracted when that thing popped up and gave me a notification when it said hot now was ready. I got distracted again. I was thinking about them donuts. See, distractions are purity. I mean, back up. <laughs> Recant that. <laughs> Donuts and Krispy Kreme are holy. <laughs> but see, these things, these phones become a part of our lives. And, and there's times that we get a hold of things and, and we get on social media and we start reading things and reading into things that, that we don't need to be reading into. And, and then we become absorbed and, and our focus becomes, ooh, maybe, maybe that is how life really should be. Maybe that's how you should treat people. Because not only are there good things on Facebook or so, you know the, the cell phones or social media, but there's also bad things. Right now, there's a lot of bad things. You got one group that hates the other one, and the other group hates that one, and the one in between, they hate everybody. And then you get all these different opinions, and so we get so distracted on the main purpose and what God intends is what? To love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. I love all you guys. Some of you I just met this first time. Give you a fist bump. We walked in the door. Air five. But see, it becomes a way of life 
distractions become the part of our life. Well, if I, if I keep my mind off of this and I get distracted, then I don't have to worry about all my problems. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to pop open some alcohol and I'm going to drink it because it's going to take all my worries and pain away. It's going to keep distracted from what's going on in reality. Or maybe I'm going to come over here and I'm going to start using drugs because, hey, if I get high, I don't have to know what's going on in my life. This is biblical truth. This is the reality. You know, I tell you guys, this, this we're going to be as real at this church as we can be, but that's reality. That's what people think. They think that they could get a temporary high just to feel, you know, good away from all these problems they're having in their lives. But the key word there was temporary. It was a temporary fix. It was a temporary, you know, uh, solution to a permanent or, or, or a problem that could be fixable. Some people feel like it's not fixable. But with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't take long for distractions to turn into destruction. Now, if you're driving, you're driving, you're driving close along, and all of a sudden, your cell phone rings, you picked it up. A matter of seconds, that could lead to something very bad, right? I remember one time I, I was driving down the road and I was cruising along and I was, I was cool. I was young. I had my seat leaned back and had the bass going. I thought I was hot stuff. And all of a sudden, the car in front of me decides they want to go left. And I was like, okay, sweet. Music, crank it on up. And I was like, I'm going to get all the girls. I'm so cool. And all of a sudden, this car, within seconds, cut back in front of me, and we collided. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, nobody was injured, but but this is something. I was very easily distracted because I was worried about the beat. I was worried about it, about, y'all know that, it's about to go down. That's where I was at, and I was distracted. And all of a sudden, my nice pretty truck I was driving I run into somebody my daddy was so mad at me (laughs) so mad but it didn't take long for it to turn into something destructive and that's what can be in our lives the distractions that we have can can easily can quickly turn into distractions there's people in your life that may start out as oh man it's cool we're locking arms and, you know, we're best buds. We're hanging out. We're calling all the time. We're talking. And then all of a sudden, you get distracted. I know friends that I had growing up in church that we were close. We were the, the, we were the next generation, as they called it, that was going to preach the gospel. We were going to fill churches across the world. And all of a sudden, that's what the enemy wanted. He wanted us to get distracted. And unfortunately, some of them people that I grew up with in my home church destructed and didn't go down the path that God intended them to go on. I want you guys to caution who you make friends with. I'm not saying I don't have good friends, but I'm just saying caution who you put friends, your friendships in. Because they can cost you a lot more than that you know. And I, I like what it says in Genesis 3 here. <laughs> it says, Now... The serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God has made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? 
Then the woman said to the serpent, we might eat fruit from the tree and we, we may eat fruit from the tree in the garden. But God said, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Now, I want y'all to know something. That's pretty deep. <laughs> if God told me, hey man, listen, I don't want you to touch this microphone over here because even if you touch it, you're going to die. If I eat it, I'm probably going to die anyway. <laughs> but, but, but just for a uh, uh, visual here, God's telling us not to eat or touch this microphone. He's telling us to leave it alone. There's another one over here. There's a couple more out back, and there's a couple over there. There's going to be a few over there in a couple weeks. <laughs> so there's plenty of microphones we can touch. In the garden here, there was all these trees you could pick from. Anything you wanted. And God said, just don't touch this one. Okay. Then all of a sudden, the serpent kind of slithered his way in there. And Eve here started making friends with the serpent. Did God really tell you that? Y'all ever, y'all ever had your friend tell you, did your mama dad really tell you that? Did your mama dad tell you you can't go to Sally Sue's house? Did he tell you you can't go see this movie? Did they really tell you that? I think you're kidding. I think you just want to be that church going person and that you just want to be holy. Your mama daddy didn't tell you that. Cause listen, if you go, if you go to this movie, if you go listen to this song, you're going to be in the cool crowd. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be better than your parents because you're going to be hip. You're going to be hopping. You're going to be awesome. And that's what, that's kind of what the devil was, or the serpent was telling Eve in here. Listen, if you eat this fruit, you're going to be smarter than God. You're going to know more than he does. Anybody in here know more than your parents do? I do. I do. I got a belt. Just don't let me take it off right now. You can whoop him later. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry, but, but see, but see, I always thought I was better than my mom and dad or smarter. I, I always thought that I knew best. Mom and daddy's probably done been there, done it, got scars to prove it, and they're trying to help you out. Even you older guys, and your parents may be older, and, and they still have wisdom that they can share with you. They still, I always like hanging out with older people because I can always say, hey, you know, you may have struggled with this. How'd you deal with it? That's some good advice. I may need to take it. But let's, let's, let's see what this thing says here. <laughs> let's see. You must not eat from the fruit in the middle of the tree of the garden. You must not touch or you will die. <laughs> and this is what the serpent said. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasure or and pleasing to the eyes, and also desire for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. And then she gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it. So not only did Satan here convince Eve here that that this fruit was going to make her smarter than God. Then she's like, man, what, what happened? 
Did y'all know something? Some of you, that's where it started at. Hey, Adam, honey, baby, listen. I was over here, ate this fruit. You need to eat some too. Got them googly eyes. <laughs> and if you do, mm-hmm, there'll be something special for you later. <laughs> here, Adam, eat it. Because if you eat it, we're going to be smarter than God. You can do it. And then Adam felt trapped and victimed with the fruit. Now, everybody's like, man, it's Eve's fault that we're in the mess we're in in the world. It's Eve's fault because she ate the fruit first. I'm going to bust your bubbles here. If Adam would have been doing his job and watching over the woman, it wouldn't have been in the mess we're in. So it's just as much Adam's fault as it is Eve. And what I mean by that is I'm not telling men to control your women or, or control your wife or your spouse. I'm saying support your wife. Be there. Make sure you're all in the understanding and the agreement of what God has said and spoken into your life. You want a stronger relationship? You want a stronger marriage? Put God first in the middle of it. Because if you're watching over your spouse and you see that they're struggling and you see, hey, they're about to go down a path, you draw them back in and say, hey, honey, let's pray about this. Let's seek after God and let's go to God and make sure this is right. Because in this situation, I mean, hey, man, this looks shady. This sounds shady. This doesn't sound right. You're telling me, you know, if I eat this, but God's done told me. If we're doing our jobs and, and we're loving after God, we're going to go to God and say, God, hey, is this right? We, where we say question with the, uh, what is it? Ah, uh, shoot, I don't forget. <laughs> uh, question with responsible attitude or something like that. And so, and so when you question things, you want to be responsible while you're asking. If there's something that's wrong and doesn't seem right, question it. Hey God, this don't, this don't sound right. You're telling me you want me to go out and you want me to do all this stuff. And you want me to stand up and, and glorify it for myself. That don't sound right. Let me back up. Let me draw back to you, God, and just say, hey, is this right? Pray about it. Seek after God some more. If you don't have clear direction on something, before you leap, always pray about it. Before you jump, pray about it. Because guess what? It could be the last thing you do. It could be the last mistake you make. And, and when you do, you can alter people all around you. And affect people for generations and generations and generations. Because this is what happened when Eve bit the fruit and she took it to Adam's. They changed history. They changed the course of all of our lives. That's why we have the punishments that we have. And, and so uh, how do we overcome or how do we conquer our distractions? So, so Pastor Mike, you tell me we got all these distractions. How do we, how do we conquer those things? How do we be victorious in those things? Hashtag victorious. And I want to tell you the very first thing you want to do is invite Jesus in. Invite him in. So how do you do that? Hey God, I love you so much. I want to, I want to put you first and foremost in my life. See, see, I tell you people all the time, I say, well, you want to give your whole self to God. Don't give him just a piece of you. Some people just give him just a tiny little finger or just a tiny little bit of their fingernail. They don't want to give, they don't want to make a commitment to God. Oh you know, God, people are going to judge me. People, people ain't going to look at me the same. They're not going to like me. I'm not going to be popular. A reward isn't here on earth. It's in heaven. 
People ask me, hey, well, you know, we, we all know what's going on. We all know what's supposed to happen on Wednesday. And, and, you know, and everybody's worried. They're scared. They're nervous. They, we don't have any idea what's going to happen in the months and days to come. But I want to tell you, and what I tell everybody else is, is don't put your trust in people. Always put your trust in God. Well, Pastor Michael, that's easier said than done. Hey, if you want to come in here, you want to kill me, kill me. Because guess what? My reward isn't here. It's in heaven. I, my, one of my, I think it was Lily, my oldest, asked me yesterday. She, we were talking about some things and, and she was saying, well, Dad, I, I, I'm scared. I said, you don't have to be scared. I said, because if we lose everything here on earth, it's just material things. We can't take it with us. It's okay. If they come in and, and, and they kill us all and that's fine. Because my reward isn't here, it's in heaven. My goal is to make it to heaven. My goal is to live my life and live every day as it's my last. And, and I, I tell people to always just trust in Him. Hide God's Word into your heart. When I tell you guys to read your Bible and pray every day, why am I telling you that? Because there may be a day where you can't physically open up your Bible and read it. Guess what they can't do? They can't take the words out of my heart. <laughs> they can't take the Bible that I've learned and over the years and years and I've studied. They can't take that out of my heart. And so I encourage you guys to read your Bible and pray every single day. It's never too late to start reading your Bible. It's never too late to start praying. Because there may be a day that comes that it will be too late. And why am I telling you this? Because I want you guys to know, get your house in order. Because if you truly believe the Bible and you truly believe what's in Revelations, I truly believe, me personally, things are playing out before our eyes. I believe that the Gabriel trumpet is getting ready to sound and God's going to come back and Jesus is going to come back after his bride. And I want you guys and I want my friends to know that God loves you and he loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. Do I know when he's coming? The Bible says no man knows the day or hour. I don't know when God's coming back. I have no idea. It could be 200 more years from now when I'm dead and gone and I'm in paradise already. And hey, and if that's cool, hey, so be it. But there's coming a day that God's going to come back. And I want you guys to be ready. Be ready. So invite Jesus in into your homes. Make it a priority. When you, as soon as you wake up in the morning, say, God, I thank you for this day. God, I want to put you first and foremost into my house. When we moved into our house in Pilot Mountain, we prayed over every room in our house. Well, Pastor Michael, that's just, that's just, just some, that's just ate up some Jesus stuff you got going on. No, it's because I wanted God to be in our household. I wanted His presence to be there. I wanted Him to know that He's always welcome into our home. I've done that for every house we've ever lived in. Every home that we stepped foot in, we've prayed the same prayer. Because I want God, and first, I mean, God's the one that blessed us with it. God's the one that provided a way for it to happen. And so we honor him by inviting him in. Uh, and effort isn't enough. Good intentionals doesn't get the job done. <laughs> so look at Luke 10 here, verse 39. <laughs> you guys heard this before, and this is uh, Martha here. Y'all got it? Everybody good? Not Meredith, Martha? <laughs> She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what she said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that they had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? 
tell her to help me. I think I'm just going to put this as the church's motto. And the church, I'm just going to put it somewhere because we use this verse a lot. Go back and watch the Mother's Day series. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But, but see, she was distracted by everything else that was going on. Imagine having Jesus, the Lord of Lords, in your house, sitting at your table, sitting there. And he's there, and he's physically there, and but you're too distracted by everything else that's going on that you don't pay him any mind. I got to get my dishes done. I got to see what's happening on the news. I got to go over here. I got to find my cell phone because it's reading, ringing. I got. I hear a text message coming in. But God's sitting here at your table, and He's saying, "Hey, I'm here." Quit worrying about everything else around you. I'm right here in front of you. And, and, and what I love about that is, is God is always, He's omnipresent. It means He's everywhere at the same time. He could be here. He could be in California. He could be all across the world in Russia and China and Australia, wherever in the world. He can be there at the same time. The same God that's here, it's the same God that's in the church across the street, across town. He's everywhere. That's amazing. And, but, but when we invite him in, don't just invite him in and just, nah, hey man, make yourself at home. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm just going to do my shenanigans while you, you know, anybody ever done that? Invited somebody over? Hey, make yourself at home. And then go off and do whatever. So a couple weeks ago. My work schedule is crazy. So I work 12-hour days or 24-hour shifts. It's crazy stuff, and I stay on the go a lot. I'm busy, 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 plus running the church full-time. It's, I'm busy. <laughs> so a lot of times, I don't get a lot of sleep. And especially when I'm at the firehouse, I don't get a lot of sleep. I don't rest well. And so I, I remember I worked a Saturday night not too long ago, and I had one of my friends to come over, and we're sitting there, and we're talking. I had my laptop up, and I was working on a couple things. And I'm like, hey, man, just keep your shoes off, make yourself feel at home. And all of a sudden, about 20 minutes later, I, <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> I didn't realize I was out. But sometimes that's what happens is, is we invite God in, but, but we're too focused on what's going on around us that we don't mind Him. We don't pay Him any attention. And, and, and that's why, you know, in, in this particular scripture, she, you know, Martha goes, hey, tell Mary to come help me because Mary was sitting at God's feet, listening, absorbing God's presence. Be more like Mary, hashtag Mary. If you're keeping notes, yeah, learn to relax. Learn how to relax, chill. Right. I know sometimes uh, uh, Tasha kind of gets, she'll get worked up, and I'm like, baby, you just need to just relax. Just chill. Why you tell me to relax and chill? I'm like, oh, gosh, just take it out. Just take it out. I'm just, no, she don't stab me, but once or twice a week. Uh, but no, I, 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 but learn how to relax. But I tell her those things because I can tell she's getting worked up. I can tell things are bothering her. And I'm like, hey, just, just pull it back a little bit. Quit causing unnecessary stress in your life that you don't need. We had this same conversation yesterday. I'm like, hey, listen, you don't even have to worry about it. Doesn't involve you. Don't add extra stress to your life that you don't need. Some of y'all need to take that advice too. Eliminate some things out of your life. Eliminate some friendships out of your life. Let some people unfriend you or defriend you. And you can relax a lot better. Well, I seen that Trina over here, 
she put this on Facebook. And she looks like she has all the fun in the world. But I'm over here and I can't afford nothing. Pastor Michael, you, you, you went to Tennessee five times last year. Planning on 12 this time. <laughs> Pastor Michael, you, you went, you went out of town. You, you must have it going on. You must have it, you must have it made, Pastor Michael. No, I don't have it made. I'm blessed. I said, but I need time to relax. I need time to, to get away and refresh myself in God and say, God, I want to give you my all. I want to give you my everything. And you know, and then Amy tells us in the Bible, it says, remember the Sabbath day. This is from Exodus 28. It says, remember the Sabbath day because, and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to be the Lord's, your God. On it you shall not do work, neither you nor your daughters or your sons. Man. So none of y'all do nothing on the Sabbath. Besides come to church because y'all need to get fed in the Word. <laughs> and then I like what Psalms 46 and 10 says. It says, be still and know, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Come to me when you're weak. Come to me when you're weary and I'll give you rest. Some people are so worked up right now that they just need to take a break. They need to come to God and say, God, I want to give it to you. I had a lady to reach out to us this week and, and, and she was telling me some things that she was had going on in her life and I just tried to give her some encouragement and say, hey, God still loves you. The things that you're talking about aren't sinful things. It's okay to worry. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad. But And it's not a sin for you to do those things. But I want to tell you that the Bible tells us that you don't have to be. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be upset. All you have to do is gake it to God and give it to God. And He will give you rest. He'll give you that peace that you need. You want peace and comfort in your life? Take it to God and give it to God. Don't give it. You know, you know we talked about getting rid of the luggage and the baggage. You got to kick it out. Kick it out. Kick it out your life. You worried about things going on in the world? Turn off the news. Turn off social media. You'll live a better life. I guarantee it. And then learn to listen to the ones that matter. Listen to the people around you that matter. Listen to your loved ones. Hey, I love you. I encourage you. And that's, you know, I tell Tasha, anybody ever had this happen? <laughs> you take your spouse, your significant other, I'm like, hey, listen, if you quit doing that, or if you'll do this, it'll work out better, or, um, you know, whatever. It could be anything. And then they and they don't listen to you. You sniff gun on this to you, but then their best bud tell them the exact same thing you just told them, and then they do it. It's like gold. <laughs> Anybody? Me? Did I mess y'all up? Did I confuse you? Anyway, so, I remember this time when I told Tasha, I'm like, "Hey, well, if you'll do it this way, step by step, if you'll do it just like this, I said it'll work. It'll it, the process will work." Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Do it your way. And then our buddy tells her the exact same steps. Man, that sounds good. I'm going to try that. I'm like, didn't I just tell you the same thing? Listen to the ones that matter. 
<laughs> and here we go. Back in Luke 10 here, it says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is best. And I'm not going to take that away from her. Because, see, he, what Martha wanted to do is she wanted to... to um, Tell Mary, Jesus tell Mary to come help her to clean up and do all these other things. I mean, like, no. She chose the best route. She chose to do what was right in this particular situation. Listen to the ones that matters. Listen to the one that matters. If God is telling you to truly do something and to get out of your comfort zone and do it, do it. When, when God said, hey, Pastor Michael, I want you to start a brand new church. God, is that really you? I'm praying a little bit harder, but guess what? I stepped out and I did it. I, and I listened to the ones that, that I had praying with me and seeking God with me. Hey, I want you to pray with this with me. And they got the same uh, uh, results or I guess the same sounding from God is, hey, this is what we feel and encourage you to do because God's saying, hey, this is the right path. It's not, it's okay, it's very okay for you to say, hey God, are, are you, is, is this the right, is this what you want me doing? I don't want to get distracted by other people. I don't want to get distracted by things of this world. See, when we live life undistracted, when we live undistracted lives, we take on a whole new meaning and purpose. So when we live life undistracted, so when we go through this life, even though it can be hard and even though it can be difficult, we take on new meaning and new purpose. All of you were created for a purpose. All of you were created for a meaning. Each one of you have been specifically designed by God for a reason and a purpose. Was it because you were going to be at Medic Church on January 2021? I don't know what today's date is, but see, it is the 17th. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why God decided to put you here in this moment, but I know that there's distractions in people's life that we need to undistract. We need to unfriend some people and get rid of distractions that don't need to be there. I'm going to close with this. No matter where you're at today, no matter, you know, if you made a mistake, you've messed up, you let things bother you, it's all right. Again, I'm not telling you to go out and willfully sin. I'm not telling you that. I just want you guys to know that God loves you. He loved you that much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you. Because our reward isn't here, it's in heaven. And I want you guys to know, no matter what happens in the days to come, keep your faith and trust in God. No matter where we go in this country, no matter who is the president, whether it's a Republican, a Democrat, an undecided person, or unaffiliated person, a liberal, whatever, our trust isn't in God. I mean, our trust isn't in them, it's in God. Our trust is in God and God only. Because man's going to let us down every time. Man's going to let us make us fail every single time. But we're more than a conqueror. We have victory. And what's the best part? Hey, I know what the end of the book says. 
We have the playbook. We have all the instructions. I know what it says. And, and I know that no matter what happens in this world, <laughs> I'm okay because I've read the end of the book. See, we have everything laid out before us. We know what's coming. We know at some point in, if, if, for the prophecies to be fulfilled in the Bible, things have to happen. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you, get your house in order. Get your life in order. Start today. If you need a new commitment with Christ, today is the day you can do it. Here in just a moment, we're going to say a prayer, and all you have to do is say the words that I'm going to say. It's very, very simple. But I'm going to tell you that the enemy is going to try to distract you, and he's going to try to tell you, hey, you don't need to say that prayer. You don't need to say these words because they're not going to mean anything, but I'm going to tell you they mean every single thing to you and everything to God because your life depends on it. Your life today truly means depends on your decision for Christ. Because you can walk out this building, you can, wherever you're sitting right now on our online campus, you can walk right out to where you're at today and be tragically killed in a matter of seconds. Your life could be changed that quick. Don't leave today not knowing who God is without making that. You don't, don't wait. Ten years ago, I still wouldn't have waited, but I would have told you, man, you got time. Don't, don't, you don't have time. It ain't time to be playing with church. It ain't time to be playing with God. Today is the day to make that commitment. If you guys will, please stand with me. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. Everybody, God, that's here in our online campus, God, God, I thank you so much for them. There's not uh, a coincidence that they were supposed to be here in this moment. God, I pray for them. I pray that, that you'll eliminate distractions in their life, God. God, if they don't realize what the, some of the distractions are in their life, God, God, I ask that you will reveal those things to them in the name of Jesus right now, God. And God, let them start decluttering those things and getting rid of those things in their life. God, and if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they had to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins so I can live with you forever. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for joining us on our podcast. We hope to see you next week as we continue our Unfriended series. We want to remind you, if you need special prayer, you can submit a prayer request online at www.medicchurch.com. Our team is standing by, ready to pray and believe with you that God will meet each and every need. All right, we'll see you soon.